We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Moose and Roots podcast. This episode 221 of the pod. Alongside Matt Rooney, I am Joe Musso. It's that time of year. Uh, Bears football is happening, so that's the lion's share of the conversation, and that uh, that's not always where you want it to be. We will touch upon our uh, NFL whip around. Great to be back into the swing of things here. An amazing opening week in the NFL. Uh, one of the most, most watched opening weekends in NFL history because still moves the needle. Um, but Matt Rooney, before we get into any of it, we're going to give you some locks. I'm 0-2. You're 1-1. One one. How the hell are you? I'm doing well. I want to. I want to say happy birthday to you, Joe. I know. I see me. I was just trying years to. Old. I know. I know. I was, but I, I was just trying to get out in front of my 0 and two record there. So I wanted fair. to. I want. You know, like if you, you know put what? it out, Your you birth- put the bad news out yourself. It hits. It hits less harsh. I'm not that's, gonna. That's I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. We, st- we don't usually start the podcast this way. And then when you start it with locks, I was like, that's that's an interesting way to start it. But fine, let's go with it. But I also that's just a, wanted a PR. I, PR 101, though. And I, and, but I am, I am 1-0 on air on CBS Sports HQ, so tune in. Unfortu- tune into that, but unfortunately, if you're tuning into here, it's more fade moose yeah, season for, for the time being. We know the kid usually rallies about midseason, but uh, <laughs> 30, 31 years old now? No, you don't have to date me. You never, you never, okay. sit, you never, you never tell a lady's age. But that's okay. Um, I'm still a spry 30, 29, but you're, you're up 30, there. 31. See, but that's, that's, that couldn't be more night and day. And I'm not saying from a, like a health and wellness standpoint of all oh, in my 30s. Couldn't be more night and day in looking forward to that 30th birthday. 30 is a celebration. 30 is a fun birthday. People treat 30 big. Uh-huh. Enjoy it because when you get past it, I think like 35 is the next one that really hits and then 40 obviously. But like you get every fifth birthday yeah. after 30. Like 31 is a – it's not even a conversation. It's a happy birthday. Thanks so much. That's 31. Yeah. Um, but it was, a, it was a lovely day. I worked. Got to spend some time with Shelby before work. Um, obviously, West Coast baseball keeps you to work at work until 2.45 in the morning on your birthday. But How excited are you for I got, regular season baseball then, by oh, the way? <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. But um, – it's gonna be it's gonna be life changing because days will actually end at normal times. But you know the point I was gonna make was I, I enjoy my people at work and we were watching sports, so it was a fun birthday as well. We're gonna go out for a nice dinner tonight. Oh, there you but go. 31, 31, We uh, we keep on pod and we keep on working. You know, I love to hear it. So you you want to get in those locks then if we're gonna keep on pushing? Oh, do we want? Yeah, let's go locks first. I was see. I was just. I was. Oh, okay. Just we can we can say the end of the pod. No, let's, purely, get, the end of the pod. let's get into let's, let's let's yeah, yeah, let's get yeah. this out we of go. the way. We got to lead off with Bears, and um, Matt, I'm going to move forward here as the Bears um, suffer a loss in prime time for Los Angeles Rams, who had trouble stopping the run, but the Bears had trouble stopping anything. The word that comes to mind for me off of this loss is predictable. It's all about expectation. I did not expect the Bears to win on Sunday night. They didn't win. I'm moving forward, and it might have came to me in like a fever dream, Um I'm moving forward with a mantra, and that mantra is no feelings till fields. I'm going to start getting mad about this team when they're not winning and Justin Fields is the starting quarterback. Whatever this is, whatever they're doing here, whatever this extended preseason, 
it, it does nothing to me. It does nothing for me. I was super disappointed in the defense, obviously. But from an offensive standpoint, I'm not going to get fired up about the longest passing attempt being 17 yards. I'm going to get fired up about David Montgomery because he was running the shit out of the rock. That offensive line looked like they could block the run. Uh, they looked halfway decent in protecting Andy Dalton. And that's after another tackle or two went down. So I'm uh-huh. going to give them some credit. I'm not going to be fired up about that. That team came to play against one of the better pass rushes in the NFL. Did it equate to points? No, but if you want to be positive, I know I'm kind of empty in the tank here. Go um, for it. Get it all out. This is, a, this is a Bears offense that all but one drive past the 50-yard line. Like, it wasn't the three and out, what are we doing, no momentum offense that was that, that had lost the game in the first quarter. This team lost the game in the third quarter because the defense – while they didn't play great in the first quarter, didn't come out of the locker room in the second half. Yeah, that's what you you said. This was predictable. This was a predictable result. And while the final mm-hmm. score might have been a predictable final score for how it ended, how we got there could not have been, I, I think, less predictable for me. I, I kind of thought it was going to be a defense comes out, kind of plays pretty well and holds their own for a while while the offense does what we've seen them do for the last few years, which was, you know, hope to get maybe something from the defense or chunk off a big play or whatever and just kind of do nothing, not be productive. The offense mm-hmm. looked like, and this is no offense to Andy Dalton because none of this is really his fault and he's a fine, you know, average NFL quarterback. The offense looked like what you'd want your offense to look like if you have your backup quarterback in for a couple weeks while your starter's out. They were able to run the ball. They were able to spread the ball around. They had, you know, one turnover on a tip ball. Wasn't the greatest pass either way, but turnover on tip ball in the red zone. But they looked competent. They moved the ball. They weren't just giving it right back to the defense. And while we didn't necessarily get the points that the defense has wanted for so long, the defense wasn't on the field the whole game. The defense got their breaks. It wasn't like, it, you know, the, it was three and out, long drive, mm-hmm. three and out, long drive. It was, we, we're taking the ball. We're taking up clock. Now go make a stop or go, you know, don't, don't allow the big play. And they could not do that to save their lives. To your point about this looking like what you would want your backup quarterback, I'd go one further and say this is what you'd want if Andy Dalton was your quarterback, yeah, more specifically, like, if he was your starting that's quarterback, you, that's, that's the game plan you probably call. Do you dial up one or two shots? Yeah, hopefully, probably. It's game one of the season. Um, Matt Nagy has come under fire for his play calling, but I feel like that was maybe seventh or eighth on my list of gripes here yeah. on Sunday. Like that wasn't the biggest issue. That That's, that's essentially when you have a Toyota Corolla you can't do 200 on the autobahn. <laughs> like that's, that's essentially what it is. Now we have a Ferrari and that Ferrari appears ready to come out and go. And the biggest issue is the fact that you won't take it out of the garage. But again, I'm not going to be mad until we're doing 35 in a Ferrari. That, that's when I'll start having issues with this offense. I have massive issues with this defense, mm-hmm. not the group, not the talent, with the will that they played with or yep. lack thereof. There was, there was maybe a two there was maybe a two drive segment in that second quarter where Akeem Hicks was getting the Bears fans in that building jacked up because from what uh-huh. it looked like and what it sounded like when Justin Fields scored was some Chicago in that building. Oh, yeah. And it looked like they used it for maybe two drives there when Akeem Hicks, when they had him backed up and you saw Akeem getting the guys going, they then committed a penalty and let him go, whatever. But it was a group that played with no will. Eddie Jackson from Jump Street overrunning a guy who had gone down and wasn't down, and all he had to do was touch him. To Sean Gibson, to too. Don't let him off the hook. Like, what, what, are, what are we doing here? Like, what are we doing here? I have, I, I have never 
you know, I'm not going to say I've never, but I'm not a guy who comes out and says, this guy's got to earn his check, this and that, and he's not worth the money, this and that. I, I try not to be money critical. It's a business. Go get your money. Um, now, this is a salary cap sport that makes things a little bit more difficult, but mm-hmm. Eddie, Eddie Jackson and his production and the way it's tapered off and drastically fallen off now can be directly pointed to him putting pen to paper yep. on the on what was at that point the biggest safety deal in the history of the game. He was a takeaway machine. He was worth that money, and then he wasn't. And that's so unfortunate. And now, uh, are those things correlated or cause, cause? Is that correlation or causation? I don't know. Eddie Jackson's the only person that could tell you that. But it's a problem right now because he's not living up to the check that he's getting every Sunday. It's it, it, the guy looks like he's going through the motions out there. His coverage is terrible. It's ridiculous. There's, and there's so many missed tackles. There was the one third and seventeen where he missed. You know, he he uh, flew to the wide side of the field, then just missed, completely missed the tackle. And I believe Ramsey either picked it up or came close to it, and were able to extend the drive a little bit. It's just there's a. I I noticed Roquan Smith. I thought he played a fine football game. He didn't do anything wrong. I thought he did. He did what he does best and used his speed to get to the side of you know get go side to side field the field make some plays. Akeem Hicks was fine. Jalen Johnson didn't do anything offensive, but like everybody else, there was just there was a lack of wanting to be there. There was a lack of really. It, like there was no emotion, there was no care. There was it, it just it was almost embarrassing. Like this defense that was in 2018, the most emotionally even 19, like so emotional, so fired up, so wanting to be there, so chip on their shoulder, playing with an edge. I don't know if it's like a sense of entitlement. I don't know if it's a sense of not really caring. But something has happened since then, since 19, that has either broken them or broken their will. I don't really know, but it's just not the same group of guys we saw out there. No. Even though it's, and I, no. I know they're aging. That's the thing. Like they're, they're some of those guys are older. But like, yeah, yeah, Akeem but Hicks okay. Is older and he's been hurt they're, for the last few years. Akeem Hicks had a couple play, had a couple plays that he was the best player on the field. Go made a sack, made some tackles. He was fun. like it's it's it, there is an age and, factor, and Eddie, but there's not no Eddie reason Goldman's for this ready to play. Eddie Goldman's ready to play that role as well for Akeem Hicks. That's not the issue. Robert Quinn's old. That was a bad signing. Yeah. Khalil Mack is another guy who we need to see production out of, whether the chip is coming or not. There was no edge pressure. He was nowhere near Matthew Stafford. The guy played with a clean pocket pretty much the whole night. And if there's a stat, an analytic, uh, a next-gen stat to track contested pass rate, I'm pretty sure the Bears would have been close to last in the league. Like, I'm talking about they weren't close enough to even – Say, mm-hmm. oh, that was almost pi. How many times? Oh, how many times on? I'm talking about in the back end yeah, with gotcha, with, gotcha, with yeah. some of the issues back there. Like these were some of the widest open receivers and passing windows you never see. Not just the deep shots down the field, but the stuff across the field as well. Matthew Stafford had to felt like, oh, this is easy He's out here. Seven on you know, seven. yeah. The, the the Bears weren't even close enough to a receiver to commit a pass interference. They they they, they were so outplayed on that side of the ball on Sunday. And that's this team. That's been this team's identity. Not last year, not the year before that, not with this group, but we've talked about it before and what defense means to this city. That's the identity of this team. Don't tell me that Andy Dalton or even Justin Fields is going to go out there and score 35 points a week because this is a bottom half defense. They're just not going to win games that way. We're going to win five games this season if that's the case. 
um, if, if it's the offense's team to, to dictate wins and losses. That, that's not how this group is going to win and lose. We're not the Kansas City Chiefs. We can't just go out there and in the fourth quarter decide to score three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's not how the Chicago Bears are going to win football games. This defensive group needs to play with a sense of pride a sense of understanding of the city that they play defense in. Yeah, it's week one, but we saw some trash. You brought trash to Los Angeles and represented our city that way in prime time. It's embarrassing. Now, is that is that directly related to some of the decisions made in the offseason and keeping a aging tight end and having $16 million worth of what will ed- eventually be backup quarterbacks on the roster and, and that – forcing you to get rid of the at what was at one point all pro an, all pro, an all pro corner yeah that's an issue does that hurt you yeah that hurts you immensely and that leads to things like wide open receivers but the back end that's supposed to be shared up by the alabama corner that you backed up the brink struck for and the edge that's supposed to be set by the guy that you gave another record setting contract for because you knew he was going to produce and had a ton of great football in front of him mm-hmm. because he was in the square of his goddamn prime and all of a sudden he falls off a cliff the only guy on this defense that you can give any credit right now is the guy you said, Roquan Smith. And he's going to be playing a, a tough game as a linebacker, knowing that he doesn't have much help behind him and he doesn't have much help in front of him. So he's either going to be catching a running back, running him over, or he's going to be running for his life trying to cover a slot guy. That's a hard way to make a living as a linebacker. Um, I, that, that's where I stand on this Bears, this Bears defense. And if they don't come out at Soldier Field on Sunday against – a, a, a Bengals team that's pretty much on their level, I'd say. Mm-hmm. I'd say With a bad offensive this, line. These teams are in the same rung of NFL teams, 28 to 25, right in that area. I think that they should – I think that Bears fans should have a short leash for this defense if Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase come out and step on your throats and put up 14 points in the first quarter in the first half even. I think they should hear the boos. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And you mentioned how receivers are running free and Stafford had really no passes contested. I'm looking at the box score now. Do you, you want to guess how many pass breakups or I guess pass defense that the Bears had on oh, Sunday man. night? Two. One. Yeah. One pass breakup on Sunday night. The Rams com- to, to counter had seven. Unacceptable. It's, it's, it's almost impossible. I, I, it is. It's almost like it's – and that's a perfect way to put it. It's almost impossible – at least once a game, a DB accidentally breaks up a yeah. pass. They're not looking back at the quarterback. It's almost impossible not to have one intentional pass breakup. And, and that you, uh, everyone's talking about Khalil Mack, and I, I don't get why it seems like – I don't know if your Twitter following or the people you listen to is different. It, it seems like everybody wants to let Khalil Mack off the hook and be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, he's, he's not producing, but, but you he's know, getting double you know and why? triple teamed, or he's setting Do you the know edge, why? or he's doing all this in contain. Stop it. He's getting paid I'll tell you exactly why, though. Tell, tell me why. It's the smart guy thing to say. But it's, and it's sheep culture. And it's sheep culture. If you if you say Khalil Mack, oh, Khalil Mack still has a, a QB pressure rate last year. He had one of the top QB pressure rates. Well, great. he didn't have the sack numbers. He didn't have the tackles. He didn't have the tackles for a loss. And he didn't have the QB hits. So don't, don't give me the advanced analytic that tells me he moved the pocket. Because I know he didn't move the pocket and he didn't move the needle on Sunday night, okay? Hey, and, what, and we've and we've always said about Khalil Mack, you know, he's a he's an introspective guy. He doesn't play with that outwards excitement. Well, it's time to it's time to wake up and maybe bring something out of yourself. 
It, when Miles Garrett got paid last year, Joe, do you think they said, uh, "Man, your 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 pressure rate is really high. We're going to give you no. this big contract." No, they Miles said, Garrett, you're C.J. Watt, shit out of the Aaron sorry. Donald up the middle. These are yeah. these are guys that bring the double team. They beat double teams. Yes, they, if, if this whole like, oh, he's getting double team. Yes, yeah, so is Miles Garrett. So is Joey Bosa. So is Nick Bosa. So is Aaron Donald. So is Chandler Jones. So is T.J. Watt. All these guys, they're all getting double and triple team. The Bears have other guys up on the on yeah. the defensive line to take some pressure away from them. It. You figure out ways to beat them. And then you also, if you're a defensive coordinator, you figure out ways to maybe move Khalil Mack around in, in some stunts to maybe get him moving, get him open a little bit more. But still, this whole, oh, he's doing his job. He's getting double teamed. It's impossible. He's, well, he's still keeping contained. That's not why you have a $106 million defensive end outside linebacker on your roster. No. He's a waste of space and a waste of money right now, and I would rather have somebody else to do the same thing because he had one assisted tackle on Sunday night. I don't care how much you're getting double teamed. I don't care how much people are scheming against you. Figure it the hell out and go get the quarterback, go get the ball. He did it He did it all in 2018. He was getting double and triple teamed then. He still figured it out then. It's. I'm not too far from pondering the thought of what we can get for Khalil Mack. Like I'm already set, there, you know, honestly. And and, and with, you know, with you not just, having a first sell, round pick next year. And, no, yeah, and you, you get you get, get back get, into the first. You get back into the first round next year. You get things moving in the right direction. You get that money off the books, and you see what the Raiders will give you for it. Because obviously they're still in love with the guy. Now Max Crosby looks like. He could be uh, a problem in and of his own self. You you pair Max Crosby with Khalil. Here's your bookend. You know, John Gruden, Mike Mayock, you know you want him back in the jersey. Whatever. We're not too far from that. So it's time to start producing. Um, It's time to start batting down passes again when you're you're not getting to the quarterback. It's it's time to start affecting every other play. It's not affecting plays anymore. He, He might be affecting the pocket, whatever you want to say, the smart guy analytic BS. He's not affecting the play. Um, Matt, do you have any final Bears thoughts? Because um, while this is cathartic and I forgot how good it feels, uh, we it do have a whip around and we got a couple other things to hit here. Um, I, I think a lot I, of I, th- I, don't, I think we shortchanged David Montgomery. That's, um, that that think, was that was yeah. where I was going. I thought he was. Yeah. I was going to say fantastic. David Montgomery slash the offensive line, even though you, you touched on the offensive line pretty decent. Montgomery was fantastic. He Sixteen was, for one hundred eight, eighty of which came after contact. So I mm-hmm. think that might be um, that might be supporting a point that David Montgomery made this offensive line look better than they were perhaps because, you know, he was touched up at the line of scrimmage pretty often, but um, I- I'm not going to knock the group for that. You get a hundred yard back, you get a hundred yard back. I actually thought not, not only da- uh, David Montgomery, I thought Damian Williams out of the backfield presented mm-hmm. was, it was a very nice compliment. What exactly kind of what you're looking Monty for. Monty went down for a couple, for yeah. like a series and a half there uh, with, well, I think it was like a finger or a hand or something. And Williams, Williams was in there as an every down back for, Two series, series yeah. and a half. And I think he's he's proved to be, at least on Sunday night, what you're looking for out of that second back mm-hmm. in this type of system. You have the guy that's going to run between the tackles for you and David Montgomery. Can Williams do that? Sure, here and there. But he's a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's pretty dynamic there, and you can get him the ball on some sweeps here and there in between the tackles as well. I thought he looked fine. Um, I don't know. The receivers were fine. Offensive line, hopefully one of the two tackles that got hurt in those set string of like five plays uh, can play. I thought in the two plays, two or three plays, we saw Larry Borum. I thought he did a pretty nice job. Jason Peters is still really slow, but 
at least knows what he's doing. Um, so he's like just gonna he's gonna pull a hamstring every week. Like you yeah. know you're gonna get you know you're you might like if he's healthy enough to go Sunday afternoon, he's not gonna practice all week. And so we'll we'll talk. Go we'll out, talk to you at eleven o'clock go out there on Sunday. And, exactly. He's gonna go out there and be big for like a quarter and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I very much hope that Larry, I know Borm sprained that I think it was a high ankle sprain, so it might not be looking great yeah. for him this week. But I would very much like to see more of him him get his shot. And I thought the uh, the, the name that we like people people on the line like to rip Jermaine Fetty starter at right tackle. I don't think we noticed him once, which is exactly what you That's should notice from a right tackle. I yeah. feel like so that was a, a you know, positive sign. I thought the offensive line, given what we were expecting, was solid. A, you know, a, a C plus B minus effort, which from what we were expecting from this offensive line, we can work with that, especially in a couple weeks once Justin Fields is hopefully starting. Um, I guess we would have kind of been doing a disservice if not uh, at least mentioning Justin Fields takes that uh, read option in for six. Great to see him in the end zone. Great to see the Bears fans uh, react to that the way they did and hearing that roar come up in L.A. Um and I'm frankly great to see him get, what was it, five, six snaps? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to credit Matt Nagy and whoever's making the decisions for giving us a taste. But, no, because um, he should be because, starting. Because, because he should be starting. But uh, I think that uh, if you guys haven't seen it, um, Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football had a great rant fantastic. yesterday. Um, very concise, very well stated about, you know, times are changing. And the fact that it's this old thinking that, you know, 15 years ago, Aaron Rodgers had to sit. And, you know, uh, who else had to sit? He, he brought up a couple. Mahomes, Mahomes sat, but you could argue that the Chiefs might have cost themselves playoff wins and a Super Bowl appearance if Mahomes might have played as a rookie. You don't know this, you know. Josh Allen, he was ready to rock. Uh, yeah, he had a little rocky start, but after that, looked good. Um, Justin Herbert had the most prolific season by a rookie quarterback. It's it's time, you know. It's yeah. time. This is um, like, the Mahomes comparison is nice like, in your head, but if you think about it, like this is part of the Brant rant too. Like Mahomes was a thirteen and or sixteen and thirteen quarterback at Texas Tech, who you know had Alex Smith in front of him, who at the time was at that season he you know went twelve and four and was like in MVP consideration for a while. He was that good. It wasn't Andy Dalton. Justin Fields was 20-2 and two in college, didn't lose a Big Ten game, and his only two losses were basically to two minor league professional teams in Alabama and Clemson. Like, it, it, there, it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. The only constant is, unfortunately, Matt Nagy. Yeah, I, I think that you hit the nail on the head there. I, I, don't, I don't know, again... I don't know what we can expect from this group. What I can expect is more defensive intensity. I would hope to expect Justin Fields being the starting quarterback by week five. And from a win standpoint, I'm going to try not to tie myself to wins and losses this season. I want to see this franchise moving in the right direction because I do feel like that we have a quarterback. I also, one last thing on Fields there. I I liked seeing him get in there. and It was nice seeing him succeed. I, I, I thought, I hope it maybe is setting something up for future weeks before Fields starts, but like, Pretty much everything he came in for was some sort of gadgety type play. I hope he actually, when he gets in there, gets to you know play some football and throw the ball downfield. Maybe that's what they're trying to set some set some teams up for. When Fields comes in, it's going to be some sort of weird gadget thing. But I, I would like to see him at least get a few plays when he's in there of just running the actual offense instead of you know sweep or, or shovel pass. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think I mean I listened to his post game press conference and I think that um, he's doing an amazing job for he's doing an amazing job staying 
staying right on his track, staying yep. focused on everything that he can do with his situation. He's handled the dude, had, the dude had his helmet on, fully strapped up for four quarters of football. It's my quarterback. On, on, on Sunday. That's, that's just unbelievable. Now, I know I, – I don't know if they can legally give him – I don't know if he's set up with the plays in his ear through the helmet, and that's why. But he said, like, he said something to the effect that you know he was getting the call in his ear – and then making the call as if he was in the huddle. Like, mm-hmm. come on, dude. I'm in love. I'm in love. He's ready to go. He's ready. <laughs> I, I don't know what more you need to see. The guy is ready. I, I almost wish Andy Dalton went out and threw like two or three interceptions in the first half, so they just would have gotten it over with then. Yeah. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, we're on to Cincinnati to steal from the great Billy B. Um, I think we could be feeling some type of way if they end up getting slapped by Cincy, but let's cross that bridge when we get there. Time now for your NFL whip around beginning on Thursday with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, uh, you give Tom Brady a minute and a half, you know how this ends. 31-29, both of these teams looked really solid offensively. Plenty to figure out defensively. Big takeaway here for me, man, A.B. might be back. Yeah, he looked like his old self, and I had another big takeaway, one of the other Twitchy. top storylines for me was Dak Prescott, obviously, coming back from the, the injury. He looked fantastic. Well, un- unbelievable. Like, his he, pocket presence, Matt, like, uh, yeah, unbelievable. It was for a guy that just had his ankle, like, ripped out of his leg, basically. I mean, he was, he looked poised. He was moving well. He was hitting, he was hitting people in stride, 42 of 58, 403 yards, three touchdowns. Um, he looks like he is back and, and better than ever and ready to go. And if that's the case and he stays healthy all year, the Cowboys are going to run away with that division. Uh, Bears and the Rams were your primetime game. That's next on my list. We didn't talk about Matt Stafford, so I just want to shoehorn him here into our whip around. Matt, how did you feel about Matt Stafford? I think he looked really good in that uniform. I think he looked happy to be in L.A. You see him behind the plate with Kate, his, friend, his childhood friend Clayton Kershaw pitching the next day. Like, I think Matt Stafford, I was kind of like, I, I know one, it's one game of precedent, but I was kind of like, is it, you know, it's Matt Stafford. It's a Lions quarterback. Is he going to be that big of an upgrade? I think he's going to be a huge upgrade. I think they're going to see a lot of success with him as their quarterback. Yeah, he was, he looked fantastic. He was, was every bit as advertised. I, I'm interested to see what he does against a little bit of a, you know, better secondary and maybe even better defense because I'm still not fully buying into that run game. And if they can't really run the ball consistently, it might be a little bit easier to defend against that pass game. But for, for week one, he passed that test, passed that, you know, first hump with, with flying colors that was an a plus effort from go birds eagles win it 32 to 6 they take down the falcons and the all aviary matchup of the week uh the eagles i I don't know how much you could say about their offense but jalen hurts looked awesome i love the way that they use their uh heisman first round pick in Devontae smith um targeted him got him into the game in in some clean looks i love Mm -hmm. the rub concept with the touchdown that they ran that was a great Um, play didn't watch a ton of this matchup because I'm kind of at the mercy in that noon hour of whatever red zone's putting up for mm-hmm. me here. But uh, they looked as good as they have offensively in quite some time. I wouldn't read too far into it. I think the Falcons are really bad. Yeah, it, it's what you would have hoped they'd do against a team that is as bad as the Falcons looked. Uh, Jalen Hurts was impressive, but again, against not that great of a team, not that great of a defense. But week one, you go out and win 32-6 to on the road. I don't care who you're playing if you if – you, do that it's it's successful week one their young guys look good uh they're on to week two and kind of see where they go from there Steelers and Bills 23 to 16 the steel curtain coming out making a statement in week one Mike Tomlin might be the best head coach that the NFL has to offer and he proves it year after year putting winning teams together despite 
a, a brand new offensive line, a quarterback who's deteriorating, uh, wide receivers who can be TikTok stars before they're NFL players. That defense is mean. TJ Watt gets the quarterback. Oh, yeah. We already gave him a tip of the cap here, but strip sack 24 hours after signing the biggest contract in the history of an edge rusher. Like big time stuff there from that Steelers defense. It's going to keep them relevant throughout the season. 23-16, they make a statement against the second favorite to win the AFC. Yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit on the preview show last week, how you know the Ravens and the Browns were kind of jostling for the top contender in that AFC North. Well, the Steelers aren't dead yet. They still have an elite defense and we saw that. They still have an offense that's capable with Big Ben, who's obviously old, but he still knows what to do with the football, some talented receiver. The offensive line is a bit of a concern, and they're going to have to figure that out, shape that up, and maybe add somebody if they can via trade or, or find someone on the street, but they looked really good. Buffalo drew the bar. Josh Allen looked at it through 51 times. That's probably not a great recipe for success for them, but this is all more about what the Steelers did as opposed to what the Bills didn't do. The Steelers looked phenomenal and every bit of the team that started 11-0 last year before kind of collapsing. The Vikings gift wrap one for the Bengals. Dalvin Cook puts the ball on the ground. Her cousin looks, looks as pedestrian as possible. 351 <laughs> yards, but on 49 attempts, get out of my face. 27-24 yeah. was the final. I, I was sort of on this podium of, and again, one week, let's not overreact, but I sort of was standing on the soapbox and saying, who what are you seeing in this Vikings team that I'm not? Like, this is another mediocre football team. I think they kind of went out there and proved it um, here on Sunday. The Bengals look like they're moving in the right direction. Joe Burrow looks like a franchise quarterback. Um, if they can protect them, they got some good pieces there, with Jamar Chase making some plays. But uh, anytime an NFC North foe can fall, it's a win. Yeah, that was just a, that was a fun football game to watch. I, I was with you on Minnesota. I'm not really... Uh, I'm not really sure what people saw in them going this year. I think their their win total was either nine and a half or ten and a half, and I just I didn't understand it. They were pretty bad last year. Didn't really do too much to address that. Um, good to see Joe Burrow back. He looked really good with Jamar Chase. It was fun seeing that one Twitter sync up of the the, the deep ball oh, yeah, chase yeah. from the LSU Cincinnati LSU. connection. Uh, but it, it was a fun game to watch. Entertaining. I don't think in the end of the season either team we're talking about being a playoff team. But Cincinnati looks yep. like they're on the on the right path and whether or not Zach Taylor is the guy to get him there they, they the talent wise looks like they're on the right path how about that fourth and one play call in overtime though or was it fourth and inches and they it, everyone was expecting the run and Joe Burrow pulled it and like popped a, a wheel oh yes 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 that was for like fantastic. 30 yards right in the field like chip shot field goal range just, to steal the win sto- just big big old stones there big old stones that was the, the, so- the south park the that line, was like the south park meme with you know he's got yeah. the, the wheelbarrow yeah 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 got, got to have uh, 49ers-Lions, 41-33. Game was not as close as the score made it look. 16 fourth-quarter points by the Lions. Made things interesting, but in the end, couldn't get the job done. Jared Goff's dis, uh, de, excuse me, debut as a Detroit Lion. 57 attempts, 338 yards. Just volume, volume, volume. Three touchdown passes. But, uh, you know, this was just a Brown – excuse me, this was just a, a Lions-type loss. In they, they, at some point in the game – make their fan base believe, but it never really was there. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, it just never really was there. The 49ers, 49ers defense, well, they got to sure it up, and they do have a big loss in Raheem Mostert, and um, I'm forgetting his name, but I believe they lost a linebacker, an edge rusher as well. Um, couple big injuries early in the season, again, held them back last year, but this looks like a, this looks like a team that, that, that can pose some problems. Looks like a, to your, to your uh, distinction of playoff team, not a playoff team, 
playoff team. Yes, very, very, very much so. If they if they stay healthy, obviously the, the two injuries don't help early, and we, we know what they went through last year. Um, all I can think about Joe is that this was this was a beginning of a string of bad beats for me on Sunday when I was I was in Vegas. I had a ticket. My, my my best bet of the day was Niners covering the eight and a half, and that was the right bet. They were doing it all game, and then freaky fluky stuff happened and i don't cover and that's that's, that's all i have that's, <laughs> that's all just I have. how the rest of the day goes that's all i have i did i did after having some very bad luck cover or hit a plus five thousand van jefferson first touchdown in the bears rams game so i actually ended up of course he did I, I you know what after my luck all weekend long joe i kind of deserved to hit that one but this, this one i was just watching the whole time i had the box score i was like I know how this is going to end. I know how this is going to end. This isn't going to end well. And then with a minute and a half left, it didn't. Um, just, to, just to go that direction, we give out picks at the end of our uh, pregame show uh, on uh, Monday night and on Sunday. Sunday, the picks did good. I didn't give out a pick on Sunday. I gave out a pick on Monday. Um, we went five for five. Myself, Eric Casillas, Jonathan Jones, Danny Cannell, and Bryant McFadden. Okay. Uh, or Larry Hartstein, excuse me. We went five for five, perfect on the show, and they all came through in the last 10 minutes of the, of the Raiders. It was unbelievable. I hit on the rugs deep ball. Uh, Jonathan Jones had uh, had Derek Carr over a touchdown pass and a half, so that hit on the game winner, one and a half touchdown passes. That hit on the game winner. We were going nuts, but a perfect five for five. Tune in, you watch, you wager, you win, CBS Sports HQ. Moving on. Carl Always a company, man. I love it. Cardinals Titans, my best bet of the week. I was on the wrong side of it. The Titans looked like absolute trash. They did not show up, making mental mistakes. Taylor Luan looked like he wasn't ready to be back from that knee injury, and he admits it on Twitter after. The Cardinals look really good. They're going to have to go through a tough division, and I'm not sure that um, that they're going to score 38 points every week. But, man, Kyler looked awesome. D-Hop is probably the best in the league. The mm-hmm. defense was rushing the passer. They had all the pieces of, of a playoff team. They looked, they looked all fantastic. I was just, it was amazing watching Kyler Murray. The steps he's kind of taken forward um, every again, year, but week one again, this year. I, I can only, I can only cut bigger pieces of my own shoe and continue to eat it. it I, I respect it. It's awesome. It's fun. He's doing it. Yeah, and do you th- do you think this is the year that he wins the was it six games, seven games? Uh, yes. yes, yes, he has to he has to win seven games to surpass it. That debut, or the, excuse me, that opener. I, I think this is the year that that I finish that shoe. That you know, I really get down to that sole mm-hmm. and and just have have that nice rubbery those rubbery final bites there. Well, maybe get your, maybe get yourself some, like some steak sauce or some bernays to kind of put on that. A one, a one, a one for you. Okay, yeah, yeah they, they look fantastic. Titans were disappointing. Um, yeah. in, in every but I do expect the, the bounce back. I do expect. I think they're a very talented team. I just think that there was like some, uh, some like you know, there's there's the team every year that remember doesn't a couple get up, years doesn't ago, get up for week one. They didn't get up for week one. Remember a couple of years ago, it was actually the Titans who played the Browns, and the Browns were you know the, the up and coming kind of darling team, and everybody's saying they're going to be pretty good this year. And then the Titans came in and absolutely smacked them like forty-one to thirteen. This kind of felt like that to me. The Titans were everybody sees them as a talented kind of team, and they just they had a pretty decent team that they probably overlooked a little bit. And the Cardinals, it's talented, come in and smack them, and they'll bounce back. They'll probably be fine. They'll still probably win that division, but just yeah, not not a good effort for them. Week one, not a good showing. Seahawks take down the Colts, twenty-eight to sixteen. The Colts are very much in that Vikings camp of like, what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? Uh, 16 points, not going to get it done. 
including uh, the 10 points through through all the five minutes of this game, I believe. Um, Seahawks look just as viable as ever. The the Lockett to Russ uh, hookup was in midseason form. Lockett, four receptions, 100 yards. I think that that's the most dynamic deep threat. Now, I think Kyler and and uh, and D-Hop D-Hop. might be a little bit more difficult to defend throughout a game. Mahomes to Tyreek, obviously, is, is a serious deep threat. But, man, Lockett and Russ right up there for my money. Yeah, Tyler Lockett just is kind of seemingly fit into that Doug Baldwin-type mold, even more of a deep threat than Doug Baldwin was. Kind of like, As Baldwin transitioned out, retired, Lockett has kind of filled that gap seamlessly. And that's the the one ball where Russ just kind of threw it up and it was almost like like, like threw it up into the end zone to a spot in the end zone and I, I think this is the one that gave that's him what it 14. Is, like- just, it, it, was, it was oddly enough what we talked about with Nick Foles last year when he threw that game winner against the Falcons. He said, I'm just putting to a spot. That's kind of that's just what Russ does better than anybody else. Says, this is where it's going. Go get the ball for me. And yeah. Tyler Lockett does that like you were saying as well. And, it, and that's likely the concept is like, okay, we're trying to we're going to work away from the coverage, whichever side that the coverage is, is you know, giving you the halo on or whatever they're giving you the help, you're going to run to the opposite hash and mm-hmm. it's going to be over there. It's not like a, you know, when these guys get to that level of mind mouth and they've played together that long, a quarterback and a receiver, there's a whole lot of just being on the same page. Um, and I think that they're, they're one of the best duos in doing that and sort of ad-libbing within the play. Um, yeah. it, it's, re- it's really fun to watch. The Chargers and the Washington football team played a tight one to a 2016 final. Chargers didn't look as good as we thought they would. Washington maybe didn't look as bad as we thought they would. They do lose Fitzmagic here in week one. I'm not sure how big of a drop-off it is to Taylor Heineke. Um, but the Chargers, I think that offense uh, left a little bit out there. This is up there for game I saw the least of, so I'm just BSing. Um, Herbert looked really good. The offense didn't do a ton to help him out, um, but he maybe he looked every bit of what you'd hope he looked for and looked like in week one. Uh, Washington's defense was also fine. It was wasn't all that exciting of a game, with the exception of you know some throws Herbert made. And the, the I'm sure you saw the clip on Twitter Terry McLaurin's catch uh, mm-hmm. down the sideline was un- unreal yes, but I does. think th- the main takeaway is Washington's still going to play really Full good defense 360. and Justin Herbert is just he lived up to the very very high expectations people had going for him in week one in week one all right Not another really quarterback the- that you might you might need to eat the other shoe Beating the Justin Herbert drum. I would no. I wasn't as bad. I Chill. wasn't as bad on. Uh, I wasn't as bad on Herbert. You weren't I, as persistent like, on Herbert, but there was one episode where you you went at me for saying Justin Herbert could be good. I think it was probably a, a little bit more definitive statement that Justin Herbert can be good. But I thought. I think that I was. My mine was coming from a place of I think he was overdrafted, mm-hmm. and and I was and I was wrong there as well. But I, that's why it wasn't Kyler. I came at the the skill set being viable yeah. in the NFL. Herbert was like, this guy's overdrafted. Have we seen him do it yet? Like I, that part's whatever. probably correct. Uh, Jets and Panthers. Panthers win it nineteen to fourteen in the uh, in the Jets reunion game. Uh, Sam Darnold. Uh, Doing his, I don't know how much better he looked as a as a Panther against his old ball club, but that is a 
I'd say a top half defense in the Jets, but Robbie Anderson scores as well, the former Jet. So there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of like uh, Disney moments in this one with the Panthers coming away with the win. Yeah, this was um, you talked about McCaff- McCaffrey's back. McCaffrey's, McCaffrey's really good. Yeah. Robbie, I've, yeah. Robbie Anderson is, is a very underratedly fun receiver to watch. Um, <laughs> but you talked about Chargers Washington being the game you saw the least of. This is probably up there. That's for up there. Me. Yeah. I, Zach Wilson. The, I know they lost. Zach Wilson made that really nice touchdown throw on the rollout where he kind of extended the play, got out of the pocket, and I forget who he found in the end zone for the touchdown, some random jet. But, um, yeah, this this game was fine. Nice to see Sam Darnold get some revenge. I, I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more of Zach Wilson in the coming weeks. Uh, next ball game we got to get to here, Jaguars and Texans. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wowie, wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's never good when – mainstream media and all of the podcasts and all of the pundits and everybody the columnists when everybody's on the same page about something and that something being your coach maybe wanting out after one game it's never a good thing the Jaguars the worst team in the NFL it appears once again losing to what's probably going to be the second worst team in the NFL 37 to 21 Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't. Uh, this, it's, this isn't an overreaction to Trevor Lawrence because Trevor, I mean, rookie no, quarterbacks. No, what are you going to do? We saw with Peyton Manning, even when he started with the Colts, like led, he led the NFL in interceptions. Like I, I'm not really worried about what he looks like in Week One on the road, whatever. But man, that team does not look like a team that's really all wanting to be there slash playing for their head coach all that much. And I know there was you know whispers that they they didn't love Urban Meyer's. You know, coaching tactics, and he was treating them like college kids instead of professional adults. And it, it seems like it's a program. It's a program he, out there. It, it ain't a program, Urban. It's a business. <laughs> um, he, if he doesn't realize that quickly, um, we could see him on the sidelines in LA. But I, I don't. I, I not a not a promising start in Week One. There, there's nothing went well for Jacksonville, with the, with the exception of Trevor Lawrence doing some stuff in garbage time. But uh, not not good. Not good. The whole game was garbage time, Matt. Browns and Chiefs. Uh, Browns, another heartbreaker. Their streak, I believe, of I believe six or seven straight openers, season openers they've lost here wow. uh, in a row. The Chiefs, meanwhile, stay perfect in September. Their last September loss was in 2016. Patrick Mahomes has thrown like 38, 37, 38 touchdown passes mm-hmm. and no interceptions in the month of September in his career. Pretty good. They come back. They draw it up in the sand. Tyreek getting open. Um, looked like they might have been slow to start at, in that first half. Very much and so. And they, they kind of in the second half were like, oh, remember who we are? Remember what we're capable of? Now they do get gifted amazing field position with a punter dropping the ball there, but I think that these are two really good football teams and the Chiefs are just more experienced in the moment and with momentum there at the end of the game. Very much so, and I really hope we do see this matchup again in the playoffs. I thought it was just very interesting that the Browns came out to start that game like we know we have to score to beat the Chiefs. We know we have to keep our feet foot on the gas. They went for two. They went for it on fourth. They're doing everything they could to put as many points on the board. And then the second half came, and they, they didn't really – they almost went into protection mode thinking, like, the Chiefs couldn't move the ball on them for some reason instead of just saying, we need to go, we need to go, we need as many points as possible. Yeah. And I thought that was a – especially after having that mentality in the first half to all of a sudden go to the exact opposite in the second half, you're not going to beat the Chiefs playing – defense necessarily unless you're in the Super Bowl you have Tom Brady's your quarterback two elite pass rushers and both of their tackles are out you need to beat the Chiefs by going punch for punch and putting on as many points as possible 
because they're going to the jur- get theirs in the second half. The jury is out on Bill Belichick. Yeah, I said it. No, I'm kidding. No. But Patriots lose 16-17 to 17 to the Dolphins. Uh, another one that, barring a, a late giveaway there, uh, I forget the back. Was it Damian Harris? Damian Harris, Harris yeah. Damian Harris' fumble really sets up the Dolphins. Tua looked okay. 17 points isn't going to blow you away. Xavier uh, Howard, uh, again, wreaking havoc on the defensive end, uh, proving that he's worth every single penny. Um, 17-16, I'm not sure I feel any differently about either of these teams than I did before the game. Um, I, yeah, I think that's probably a good way of putting it. I, I thought it was a decent football game with, for between two decent football teams. Uh, Tua looked fine until he didn't with some with, with that interception. Um, I, I don't think we learned too much about him. I thought Mac Jones was, was pretty darn good and pretty efficient. And I, I'm excited to see them probably open things up in the coming weeks as he gets experience, you feed underneath him a little bit more. But yeah, that was nothing more and nothing less than like a fine football game between two decent football teams. <laughs> Glad everybody had and, fun matches. And, and I week. loved it because it's NFL football. That's true. You know what I love? You know what I really, oh, really love? My, my, I have, favorite, I have an idea. my favorite game of the week. Bart, it's, it's Saints taking on the Packers 38-3. to Everybody who thought that the offseason and all the distractions and all the issues in Green Bay were just going to click your heels and go away and 12 was going to lead you to the promised land again and you just pencil us in for the NFC Championship game and we'll see if we can win one, get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think that there was some carryover here, Matthew. I think that there's some issues in that building. I think there's a lot of, as we like to say here on the Moose and Roots podcast, bad air in Green Bay right now. There's a lot of stale air in Green Bay, and it's surrounding their quarterback. Now, is this going to be how they play all season? I doubt it. I'm sure he gets them going in the right direction, but ooh, was it fun to watch famous Jameis uh, throw a third of his touchdown passes to the end zone. 15, 15 completions, five fun. touchdown passes. It was it, That was just a fun game to watch. And like you said, the Packers aren't going to be Excuse that. me, 14 completions. So 14, 14 of 20, 148 <laughs> yards, five touchdowns. One of those things is not like the other. Um, but yeah, right. Rodgers, the Packers offense looked pretty bad. Um, they couldn't really do anything. The offensive line wasn't playing all that well. Rodgers, Rodgers looked old. And I don't know if it was because of the hair. I don't know if it was because he's getting old. Partially. But like when you, the, 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 the hair coming out of the back of the helmet looked like a poor Tough. attempt at what Tom Brady did in 2009 or whatever that year was. <laughs> oh, don't do it. Do it, it, it did. It looked, it looked thin and not good, Joe. And then he saw, <laughs> um, wait, wait, when he saw him at the press conference, he looked old and like he didn't want to be there i'm not just saying that, that was he's that's going the to, biggest question no that's the quite that's the fair question he's coming gonna away be fine he's does gonna aaron Rodgers? aaron Rodgers want to play football anymore? because he's that good but like at the press yeah. conference the way he talked he just he didn't really seem to care that they just went out and got embarrassed 38 three or it didn't seem like he wanted to be there shout out to the cbs stats department Jameis winston does become the first player with less than 150 passing yards and five touchdown passes in NFL history. Love that. Be efficient. Hope, hope you got your Jameis uh, comeback player of the year ticket already. I, I do have him as my backup quarterback in one of my leagues. We don't talk fantasy here yeah, on, do the, that, on, uh, on the Moose Moose podcast. Cup. We don't do that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we don't do it. Broncos-Giants, 27-13. The Broncos take down the Giants uh, despite being in the media market. Didn't see a whole lot yeah. of this one. I know Teddy B looked good from seeing the highlights and the Giants didn't. Well, the Giants look like the Giants, you know. I, yeah. And it's, the point I want to make about the Giants is that, and I said this to my buddies here who are Giants fans, 
the Giants are kind of the Bears. Now they're, they they haven't had the winning seasons recently, or the 500 seasons even that the Bears have. Mm-hmm. They haven't had the two playoff appearances in the last three years. But they're very much in this like we have a quarterback who we drafted and we kind of had to believe in, but now we realize that he might not be the guy. Like they're going through their Mitch Trubisky yeah. like seven seven layers of grief right now with Daniel Jones. Um, they're going through wasting a pretty solid defense. They're going through uh, having to rely on the back and, and, and just kind of like knowing their fate before it comes to fruition. It's very much a parallel to like Bears fan angst is the Giants fan angst and what I've been able to, uh, to, to surmise being up close with it. Yeah, because like, like you, you said it pretty perfectly. They have the defense. They have a star running back in Saquon Barkley that now just because He didn't of, look good though either. He did. He, he had the most he was, fully. he was the most inefficient runner yeah. in the NFL in week run by the metric of East-West. He traveled the most. His correlation from East-West to North-South was the least efficient in the NFL in week one. He, he might not be sure of that knee just yet. I think. I think that might be right. And also, you probably had a Vic Fangio-type game plan where he came in and pretty much said, with a what could be a top five defense in the NFL this year, yeah. pretty much just said, you know what? I'm going to make Daniel Jones beat me because I don't think he can. We're not going to let Saquon do anything. We're going to load the box. We're going to do this and that. Daniel Jones, I dare you to beat me. And Daniel Jones couldn't beat him, and it, it paid off. The, the Broncos look like a team that they're not going to have the offense probably to play with the big boys, but that defense is very, very, very good and can keep them in just about any game. Um, we have to get to what was now, – now, I joke about the Packers being my favorite game and the best game of the week, but the no, game of the week – This is early game told, of the year, candidate. The game of the week and uh, early game – the front the leader in the clubhouse, as they say. It's the Monday night matchup between the Raiders and the Ravens. 33-27 in overtime. The Ravens look like they got it won. The Raiders come down. They look like they've got it won. We go to overtime. It looks like it's over again. Uh, uh, a turnover by by the Raiders, a turnover by the Ravens, setting up a, a, a Daniel Carlson game. Just back and forth, the moment hanging in the balance for a half an hour. Um, I've said it here before, being around Derek Carr for the time that I was, he's one of the most positive dudes in the world, let alone in football. And he's going to get the most out of this team. The question remains, what do they do in the second half of the season? They always seem to look decent mm-hmm. in the first half of the season. But, you know, you take you take one off one of the better teams in the NFL in week one, and there's no spin in this negatively. No, this is I, that was my first thought after this game was this is we've Mad seen this from the Raiders before. Let's see him in the second half. But, man. I mean, even the, the first half of that game, they kind of started out looking bad. They fell down, I think, what was it, 14 to nothing or was whatever. They fell down early, um, did not look good, and Derek Carr found a way to rally those guys. The defense stepped up. Max Crosby, like we talked about, looked so, so, so good. Uh, Darren Waller is uh, proving to be in another top tight end of the league, and then that overtime is just exactly what you could have hoped for, what you could have expected. It was everything we wanted to be. Just the, the way that game closed down the fourth, got to overtime, it was just an unbelievable football game. Not to mention, this was all done in arguably the NFL's best stadium in the first game with fans in Las Vegas on Monday so night to awesome. open the NFL football season. Like, that gotta, stadium gotta see a game insane. There. Gotta see a game there. Uh, the Ravens will be fine. They, they yeah, look they're like be fine. themselves. Um, Lamar Jackson... As as dual threat as it gets, and people are people have been critical of his, um, you know, his accuracy and maybe he needs to take care of, of his, the football a little better. But he's fun. gonna be fine. He does put the ball on the ground three times, and two of those went for turnovers. But in the post game press conference, like I, I love Lamar, like I love mm-hmm. his personality. I love the way that 
how passionate he is about the game. Like he banged the podium when he got asked about um, when he got asked about his turnovers. He goes, he goes, man, that ticks me off. That really ticks me off. Like you could tell he is, um, you know, he has the expectation of yep. himself that everyone else does. Like he he got the MVP, he got the Rookie of the Year. Like he wants to go win football games. He wants to win Super Bowls, and he knows. Mm-hmm. And I think he the point I like is I think he understands what it takes. Um, and, and I think that. Like I said, this is going to be a contender this year, despite this week one loss. Yeah, the, the offense now, looked pretty dark. Now, if I, sorry, sorry no, if I can cut ahead, you off. I do ahead. have to talk out of the other side of my mouth. There is yeah. always the one team that's snake-bitten by injury each year. Last year, it was the 49ers. You can go year after year. A team like that should Ravens. have been a contender. A team that should have been a contender that just wasn't because they couldn't be. Um, the Ravens are dinged up right now. You, you lose both of your starting corners. You lose three running backs before the season even starts. I think they lost an O lineman during the game. Like uh, Rashad Bateman's out too. Yeah, right? My, yeah and, Rashad Miles Bay- and Miles Boykin. There, there is some attrition. Uh, Humphreys got dinged up. Yeah. There is some attrition in Baltimore. That could be the only thing that keeps them from being a contender. And it looks like it, 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 it the, the balance might be swinging that direction as opposed to the other. Yeah, I hope it doesn't because you never like to see a team basically yeah. a team this talented lose a lose a season because of injuries. But like you said, it happens to a team every year. It happened to San Francisco last year. Sometimes it just happens. Uh, that is your NFL whip around week one. Man, it feels good to be back. It Matt, does. We gotta talk locks before we say goodbye. We don't have any mailbags, and and I'm gonna look at you. I'm gonna look at you, Moose and Runes listeners. That's on you. We it's can't true. send in mailbags. You well, we send could. mailbags. All right. I'm putting this. We have to. Uh, I'm <laughs> definitely this, have. I'm putting this at your feet, listeners. Listeners. Uh, but until then, just keep playing our picks. Keep fading moose until we get hot. As Matt said, I, I, I'm like uh, I like to marinate in the losses before we like hit seven straight weeks of winners. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did give out Henry Ruggs over 43 and a half receiving yards that one on CBS Sports HQ. Gave you Titans, go. which was a loser from opening kick this week. I'm giving you Steelers Raiders under the 47. Uh, it is a historic matchup between storied franchises that always seems to have a defensive tone to that game, despite who the quarterbacks are, despite who's on these offenses. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a series defined by defense and defensive plays. I like this under the 47. Um, the way we saw Max Crosby, that defense rushed the passer. TJ Watt, that defense rushed the passer. I think points are going to be hard to come by in this one. Yeah, I, I like that pick just because of how good the Steelers' defense looked. And I, I'm not sure the Raiders' defense keeps uh, keeps that up. But I also don't think that the Steelers' offense is, is as explosive as what the Ravens have with Lamar Jackson and some of those weapons. Yeah. They still had healthy receiver. Um, I was debating whether or not to go college or pro. I, my, my pro lean was Rams Colts over 47 and a half. And I'm not going to go with that base basically because I don't trust Carson Wentz. Um, I'm going to go to the college ranks and I'm going to take, I found Cincinnati on the road playing three and a half in Bloomington, um, wow. Indiana. I, I just, we talked about in the college preview show that I, I think that there is a path for Cincinnati to possibly sneak into a playoff this year. And that path is to what, not only run the table, but when they play at Indiana, when they play at Notre Dame to win big, um, this is a chance to do that. Indiana lost that, that blowout, uh, blowout game to Iowa in week one. Didn't look very good, good there. They beat Idaho like 56 to 14 or something like that in week two, but didn't like they had a couple punt returns for touchdowns. The offense didn't put up all that big numbers. I think Cincinnati has a f- phenomenal defense. I love their quarterback play with Desmond Ritter. 
I love their coach and Luke Fickle. I'm going to take Cincinnati laying the three and a half on the road because I think they have the talent to be up there at the end. And if they want to do it, they have to win emphatically and there are two chances to do so against power five teams those are your locks of the week here on the moose and runes podcast uh matt Bruni, always a pleasure even more of a pleasure when we have nfl football to talk about uh we're back so much easier when we have nfl football to talk about we're we're, we're back like we never left matter you got anything else for the people before we say goodbye uh bear down i guess go bears insert ditka gift here That's going to do it for episode 221 of the Moose and Runes podcast. As always, for Matt Rooney, I am Joe Musso. Hit us in the mailbag. We'll see you next week. Bear down, one and one, win the week, baby. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. I swear I've seen a lot of stuff in my life, but that was awesome. Chicken on the steak was phenomenal.